Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back again this week. This week, we're going to do kind of our back to our old format for, for a week as we sort of settle back into the new year. I am Jim Noland. I am in Louisville. It is rainy, but it is not freezing cold. He is Richard Kinchlow. He is in beautiful Evansville, Indiana. He recently celebrated his 50th birthday. So happy birthday, Richard. Welcome back to the show. How's it going tonight? No, oh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's uh, yep, celebrating my fiftieth birthday. Uh, uh, realized I turned fifty when I couldn't read the menu on Sunday night, so it's it's good to be fifty. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the good midlife. That's right. Yeah, That's right. welcome to good midlife, people. Do you so, now, now, Richard? Do you wear glasses? I do. I do. Yeah. I should probably probably should wear more. And I'm also realizing I need those. Uh, uh dual lens ones the, the bifocals I, I, yeah. yeah yeah i and i fought that forever and i was like it made me sick and i was like i'm not gonna wear those things because they make me know i can't the transition between the two is awful and i was like but the more i realize uh it, uh i i think i need them i'm not gonna lie to you so. yeah I, I had to go to those a couple of years ago and it wasn't bad i was really worried about headaches and stuff like that but um now I just I, I gave up on contact and and everything else and like I'm just uh, just just bifocals transitions whatever you call them uh, um, progressives not transitions transitions yeah, are the what yeah, progressives yeah. yeah bifocals very old we're not yeah we're we're, we're not there yet no uh, no 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 but uh, yeah but it's so bad that I even have uh, sunglass progressives so um, I mean you know you're at the track you got to have your sunglasses on to be able to read the program and stuff like that so. Um, yeah, and I need them for uh, fly fishing for sure because looking at a little uh, can't tie that shit without yeah yeah yeah. I was like I was out in the river one time and I was like, okay, I can't I can barely see this. This is not a good sign. So yeah, but good. Other than that, you know, living good. the dream, I guess. Awesome. Well, we'll get into it. I want to start by thanking everybody for listening. We had a great week last week we are the number 32 ranked podcast in louisville thanks to our friends at uh, feed spot checked on that today and that's where we are so that's pretty exciting uh good listens we've had some fun episodes to start the year we've got a lot of fun content that we want to do you can find us at the good midlife podcast on instagram you can email us at the good midlife at gmail.com and you can find richard at kenshin crew on Instagram. And I want to jump in there, Richard, because you are on a food adventure this year. We referenced it briefly last week, but I want to give it over to you and let you talk about the project that you and the lovely Mrs. are working on this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and before I get into it, it's like, we got a shout out from a, a buddy of mine who uh, listened to the sitcom brackets and really enjoyed it. So we got a shout out for that. So, uh, uh, stay tuned. We'll probably, like we said before, we'll probably do more of those kinds of things, but we might add some enhancements to it to make it punishing for uh, some sports losers and stuff like that. Yeah, losers. Yeah, uh, but, for sure. But, and before uh, you jump into before you jump into your thing too, I want to say we had our first listen in Australia in maybe ever. So we got to listen in Australia this week. So that was kind of fun too. And uh, you know, on the subject of doing some other fun stuff this year as we go along. We've talked a little bit about doing some remotes, like recording at a restaurant or at a, a club or, or whatever. So if you have a space or know someone who would be interested in hosting us for a remote, please get at us. All we need is a plug, and that's all we need. And uh, we would love to do that 
uh, you know, some places around town and uh, get out and about, meet the people in town and and uh, show off what we're doing and uh, maybe bring a few people into your establishment. So yeah, just throwing yeah, that really, out there for everybody. Yeah. So if, if you're interested or know someone who might be, get at us. We'd love to do that. Now, back to you for food and things. Yeah. So uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, we decided we were going to do the restaurant alphabet challenge. So basically what that entails is um we we did it in the way where it's just like we flipped a coin to decide who would start off the alphabet challenge so i we flipped the coin i uh i lost and i got voted to go first so i had to pick a so what we're doing is we're tr we're trying to do it every other week the only reason we didn't do it um was conflict of schedules we were going to be out of town both be out of town at certain times and we're going to miss each other so every other week for uh, basically 26 weeks uh or the the rest of the year every other week we're going to do the alphabet game so you have to pick a game you have to pick a restaurant with that title with that letter and um well you also added caveats like you do have a you have two veto powers throughout the course of the year so you can it's like Let's say I picked Applebee's, for ex for example. It's just like Maisie could say I veto that. But if you veto it, it's just like you have to um, you have to go to the next restaurant. And obviously, you only have one veto left for the rest of the year. So I might start making things interesting um, for my wife and and make her go to, like suggest one restaurant that I know is going to get vetoed. And suggest something else for the next one where she has to go and possibly lose the veto. So, uh, but we started out and first restaurant we went to was Asahi uh, in Louisville. It's a um, it is a Japanese restaurant, so it's sushi. Uh, some um, I mean, there's some hibachi, not much, but it's more sushi. So we did that, enjoyed that. Um, and then last weekend we kind of did a. A birthday celebration slash uh, kind of we we had to do B because of uh, the conflicts and schedules, and we went to Bourbon's Bistro, and it was the food was fantastic. Um, really enjoy. I had the steak frites, um, which were really good. Uh, little uh, I asked it for medium rare, and it it felt like it was very. I would say it's almost was close to rare. Um, but it was still good and still enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, the only thing problem we had was our server was very bad, um, and was kind of condescending. And, uh, we had, we, and we very poor service, but, but the service was made up by the hostess who had came around and brought us water and helped us clear his plates and ask us if we needed anything because our waitress did, just did not do it. That was a little bit bad, but the food was good, and I'm, I'll go back. But if we have that same waitress, I, I'm not staying. But anyway, that is the challenge. I have uh, C, and it's uh, coming up, and it's between two restaurants. And the other thing is we do an unveiling of the letter for the next one at the end of the dinner for the current one. So it's, it's kind of like a surprise and, and stuff like that. It also gives time to decide if they want the veto or something. So that's, that's the game. We're having a good time doing it and it's, it's good time. So, and you got, you and uh, Elizabeth will have to join us sometime. Yeah, I'd like to do that. That's a very fun thing. We've talked about working through some different restaurants and we've got lists of places we want to go. We just, um, 
the last couple of really cold weekends coming out of the holidays, we have done a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, watched a lot of movies, hung out at home, cooked at home, saved some money. We went to the dog bar one day with Ted and uh, had a good time there. But that's we've we've kind of like sort of sort of uh, reined it in a little bit. So that's kind of been good. But I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to go someplace yeah, we, and have some uh, good food. We we nipped Friday night dinners out going out because there there was a point where it was just like Friday. I was like I'm so tired on Fridays. Like last thing I want to do is cook. Uh, but we kind of implemented like no dinners on Friday and Saturday is kind of our day for like if we want to go have lunch out or go to dinner. It's kind of our day to do that. So we we've kind of done the same thing. We just cut back. It's like Saturday. It's just like I, I just. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I just can't be cooped up in the house on the weekends, like two days, three days in a row. So we, we picked that day and, and went out and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and if you want to see where we're going or reviews of what we've done, uh, we've done is kitchen crew is where you can do that. I also tag it into the good midlife uh, Instagram page. So check it out and, and uh, I'll let me, I'll let you know how things are and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, awesome. You know, I want to give a shout out to Bourbon's Bistro. I haven't been there in in probably seven years or so, but I used yeah. to go there a lot. Um, it was kind of a a, a reliable first date spot for me yep. when I was single, yep. and uh, you know, wanted to go to dinner. And I always liked it. And they used to have a fantastic duck burger there. They don't have it on the menu anymore, but man, I loved that thing. They started it out as a special, and then it, they implemented it as a full time thing for a while. And uh, that was one of my favorite dishes in town for a while. But um, anyway, I like that place. Soft spot in my heart. They've got a great bourbon bar there. Um, definitely a good spot for cocktails. If you live in Louisville or are coming to visit Louisville, um, this will be a great resource for you to think about some restaurants. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth and I will keep going to places we're trying out and we'll uh, – We'll let you guys know as well. We just have nothing to report right now. Yeah, Bourbon's also has, uh, which was an odd. I went there one time and they had ouzo on in their bar. Okay, which is uh, a Greek, basically, yeah, liqueur, mm -hmm. like licorice. It, yeah, it's and I took a I took a shot of that and it's just like I don't know. It's like granted, I had a couple of glasses of wine or bourbon were, before that. You were trying to impress a girl, weren't you? I, I maybe. Okay. Uh, All right. But I also, it's like, it was also a school night and it was, I woke <laughs> up with the worst hangover and I didn't even drink all that much. I mean, because I knew it was a school night, but it was terrible. Yeah. I was like, well, never drink a news though again. Kind of remind me of rumple mints or, uh, Oh my God, it shit's nasty. Uh, yeah. It was just awful. Yeah. So anyway, bad. Yeah. Or it was like kind of a cross between rumple mints and Jaeger. And I was like, what? It's like, I was like, why, why did I do this? So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll all be excited to t touch base on that. We'll talk about that throughout the year going forward. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's get into, we talk a little sports. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't caught up on sports. Um, our beloved UK Wildcat men's basketball team had a bad night last night. Seems like South Carolina is a house of horrors for that team consistently, and they've been playing really, really well. Did you get to watch any of it last night? Uh, no, uh, and that was a good thing because they uh, might have ruined my birthday uh, completely. Uh, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Uh, they, from everything I read this morning, is it was no defense, our, and our offense couldn't hit, which is a surprise because they have so many weapons on offense. Like, I'll just—it it sounds like it's just one of those nights, like just a bad night. Like, 
it could have been travel. It could have been the bad weather. I mean, it could have been a lot of things, but it's like, I, I hope they work this out of their system because they, it, the, the pollsters will punish us for this loss. Um, it's not a very good loss. South Carolina is not ranked. And, I but mean, South Carolina is, but South Carolina is one of the best defensive teams in the yes. SEC, and they are yes. in consistently in the bracketology. They're like one of the last four or the first four out, so they're yes. right on the cusp of being a tournament team. So it's not a bad loss. Like it's not going to no. be the, the 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 one that hurts is the Wilmington loss, right? But yeah. going on the road in conference and losing to a good defensive team is it's not going to kill you. But you need to win some of those. But they were due for a regression game after the last two just offensive explosions that they had yeah and, um and you know that south carolina defense is pretty good and it just shows what's going to have to happen you know for this team to this team can can go a long way they're just gonna have to outscore people and yeah they can i think they can play with anybody in the tournament and i think they can be beaten by a whole lot more people than um than what we think probably hey, uh, and 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 I'll, I'll say this like Hey Louisville, can you just go ahead and fire Kenny Payne and we can bring him back to help our with our defense play? That'd be because awesome. Kenny, Kenny Payne was very good at teaching kids how to play defense and be tough on defense. So Louisville, it's just like you got embarrassed again by Duke last night. So why, why don't you just go ahead and fire him and we'll we'll gladly take him up on uh, to help our defense. So anytime now would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um... I feel like there's a financial situation at U of L that they uh, are struggling with in terms of contracts and payouts and buyouts and things like that. But that would be great. So anyway, we're in the middle of conference season. Um, basketball's great. I've been watching a lot more. I'm. This is the time of year where it starts to get really fun. So we'll talk about that some more. Um, hopefully, we get, we're going to have some fun bracket stuff. Probably do our Calcutta again and uh, keep everybody updated on that. Um, we have. NFL action this weekend. We have the conference championship games. Have you gotten to watch any of the other playoff games uh, this season? Richard? You know, I, I did. I watched the uh, Buffalo Chiefs game, and I wa I didn't watch the NFC game. So I, I did get a chance to watch um, the Chiefs and the Bills, and that was heartbreak. I felt so bad for the Bills fans. I was like, good God. I was like, they're I mean, cursed, they, right? They they're they, they they're, they're kind of cursed, I think. I I, I think I really... it's time to get out of that damn state and just burn that stadium to the ground, build that new stadium. A, they need to, it's just like the weather. I thought the weather would help them tremendously because I've talked to I have a coworker in Buffalo who is five. She's five foot, and she said the the snowdrifts are two feet taller than her. So if that tells you anything, I mean, it does give them a little advantage, but. I, I and I'll I'll say this like I am so sick of the Chiefs. It's just like God. It's like I don't. It's Travis Kelsey or it's like that Taylor Swift. I'm so sick of it. But I will say the funny thing is is Jason Kelsey. I think yeah, Jason Kelsey. Like with his shirt off. I thought it was Bert. What's his name? The comedian. And, yeah. it, and the next day I was like, oh wait a second, that was Jason Kelsey. And then it was that was that was pretty damn funny. So, but yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. At least my, two of my picks for the Super Bowl are still in it. So yeah, both uh, of your picks are, yeah, that was, yeah, a, yeah. that was a big elimination game for you and me because I had Buffalo in the Super Bowl and you had Kansas city in the Super Bowl. So yep. you still Come have on 49ers. Come on have, 49ers. And all right. Chiefs. All right. Well, with so. that, uh, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, let's start with Ravens and Chiefs. That's the uh, early game. Baltimore's favored by three and a half. 
Who do you like in this one to win and against the spread? I, the Chiefs have a lot of momentum going into this game. I mean that that was a that was a big win for them, and yep. um, I, it, for I mean for obvious reasons, I, it's like for selfish reasons, I got to pick the Chiefs. Uh, Baltimore is playing really well. I, I get I get nervous with Baltimore because of Lamar at times. Like there are times where he is flashes of utter greatness, and then other times like he makes some bonehead decisions, and that team does. So uh, I think I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs, and then I'll take the the Ravens and the points. So you so you okay, so well the Chiefs are getting no. points. So you're taking yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So you so you're yeah. the Chiefs to win and the points. So just yeah, bet the Chiefs yeah. money line is yep. Richard's telling yep. you. Yeah. I. I it's hard because I don't love the Ravens. Uh, I do think they have a really good defense, and I do think this that they can play with Kansas City and Mahomes. Um, I wish this line was not three and a half. I wish it was three. Then I would be feel better about uh, betting the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think they just are are. I think it's their year to to get there. I think it's Lamar's year to get there. Um, but I might bet the Chiefs catching three and a half. That extra half point, man, these playoff games end up settled by a field goal so often. So I would lean towards the Chiefs if you're betting it. Um, or I might tease it and just run that Detroit number up crazy high because the next game is Detroit and San Francisco. And I love Detroit catching seven uh, because I think the Niners are going to win the football game. But I Brock Purdy isn't good. Uh, first of all, like if you watch football, you know Brock Purdy isn't good. He can have one or two drives a game that win football games. He's got a great coordinator. He's got great pieces around him, but he's not elite. And their defense is good, but the Detroit offense is awesome. Their defense is playing well enough, and their coach is a lunatic who is going to do whatever the hell he wants in situations. And I kind of dig that in you know a winner-take-all game when Detroit really has nothing to lose. So give me Detroit plus seven and Niners to win. What say you? You know, I, I think I have to agree with you there. Um, I think, but it's like, it's also, it's like selfishly, again, I got to pick the 49ers, but to win, but it's just like, yeah, I think it, it's going to be an interesting game. Like this 40, this team is, this Lions team is, I love seeing it. I mean, it's just like, but it's like at the same time as do you realize if the 49ers and Ravens win, it is the Super Bowl from 10 years ago? Yeah. The power outage. Yep. Sure is. Sure is. The so, Joe Flacco Bowl. Yep, yeah. 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 You know, there's a world, though, in which uh, Detroit wins this football game. I would not be sh I would not be stunned if they win this, but I'll still take San Francisco to win it. Well, it, it, you know, what's interesting is it's a lot of it. It's just like golf. It's like I. I I don't know how that guy has survived in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. It's like when he was with the Rams and like, I thought Steve Fisher was going to personally kill him. Um, Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher was going to kill him when he was his quarterback. And then they traded him. And it's just like, you know, I think what it is is Dan Campbell just ensues confidence in the kid. And he, when he, he has confidence, he's a really damn good quarterback. He's just or fine. Survivable. That he is, is that, and that's what's he's a serviceable top. Yeah. 15 starter. Yes. And, and that's just odd because when he was with Jeff Fisher and McVeigh, it's like they both didn't like him very much. And it's just like, and then all of a sudden it's just like, 
he gets a little confidence and it's it's amazing what as a human being it's like you get a little confidence behind you and somebody who encourages you what can happen yeah so, i totally like, agree yeah, I, I don't know it, it, it's going to be an interesting game so i i'm looking forward to it It'll be fun. These are the two. This is the best day of football in the NFL, I think. Like, you have a lot more games, but the conference championship games are always very competitive, and you generally see high levels of football. So, very excited about this. I like this weekend better than the Super Bowl in terms of quality of games. Yeah, quality of game. It's just like because the Super Bowl is such a production. It's so, like, I mean, it's so drowned. Uh, it's, it's drawn out. It's drowned out, if that's the right word. I don't even know if that's right proper english but anyway it's it's diluted for some reason it's just like and it's just like i think uh purdy is kind of like the rex grossman he just has a good team around him and that helps tremendously yeah we can't talk about that rex grossman super bowl year uh, <laughs> i can't rex grossman should have never started in the playoffs because kyle orton guided them to the playoffs they played better under orton grossman got healthy just in time for the playoffs and lovey put grossman back in there to play and uh, I, I'm not saying they would have beaten the Colts if Orton starts, but I'm also not certain that uh, – I'm not certain either way is what I'm saying. But I think it would have given a, a much better competitive advantage. Me too. Me too. That was uh, that was unfortunate. Okay, we're going to yeah. leave all of that behind. We're going to watch some football. We're going to have some Super Bowl picks coming up in a week or two, so we'll be ready to roll for that. Now, Richard, you – let's shift gears. You sent me – a question this week and it was about hearing an album for the first time i'm going to tee it up yeah. and let you let you let you ask the question go ahead yeah so i, I saw on instagram it's, i think it was through spin magazine so hashtag spin magazine uh great question they asked if what album would you want to hear for the first time again like it, it's just like if somebody handed you the album it's just like hey listen to this this is really good and you hadn't heard it before and so that was the question. So then it's a gym and I was just like, I, and it's that question was a lot harder than I thought it would be. I mean, because it goes back to, it, it kind of reminds me of the question. It's just like, what's your ultimate three day music festival? Right. Because there's so many bands and it's just like, I mean, you could, you could take that in so many directions, whether it was just like, I mean, so I, I put it back to you as ask, it's like I asked the question, so you have to answer first. Okay. I have a couple. And, okay. you know, like you said, there's a couple of ways to think about this. Like, would you like to go back and relive the emotion you felt when you heard it the first time? Yep. And with regards to that, I thought through that. And one of mine, I'm going to go with Graceland by Paul Simon. I think it's one of the best albums of the 80s, one of my favorite albums ever. And, it really was kind of eye-opening. I was ready for it, I guess I should say. Oh, uh, setting. Sorry, I got to interrupt. Breaking news. The Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh. Okay. All right. Just announced. It just announced. There you go. Um, Michigan. Sorry, guys. Uh, suck it. <laughs> anyway, um, but I was ready for that album. That's an album that you, if, if you're not ready for something different, it's not going to hit you right. And I was at a uh, an event a couple from my church who were in their early thirties, they had no kids. They had this cool older house downtown that was, you know, decorated nicely and they had lots of records and they had, they were just cool. Right. And so they were having this um, little dinner for our youth group or, you know, and they put on Graceland 
And then we listened to it. We talked about the the meanings behind the song Graceland when we were talking about dinner and talking about the lyrics and listening to that whole album all the way through in that setting was really just pivotal for me. I think in terms of loving that record, the way that I do, I was ready to hear something different. These were people that were cool. These were, this was kind of, kind of level. I kind of wanted to aspire to be right. Like I want to be that guy that knows the music and can play it for someone and talk about it and think about lyrics critically. And uh, so Graceland is really high on my list in terms of, of that because the, album is brilliant and i was in a space where i was ready to receive it and it hit me in a really strong way so that's the first one i've got another one i'll give you in a second but what do you have i would have to say i mean it's it's kind of weird to say michael jackson's thriller might be on there oddly enough um because it was so like wait what i mean michael jackson was a star all the way through right i mean 70 late 70s 80s and then that album came out it's just like i don't just how a new it's like how good it was but at the same time as like but at the same time as i would have to go that's that's kind of a choice down the road but it's like albums i continue to listen to to this day like i wouldn't i probably i'm not sure if i go back to michael jackson thriller and listen through all the way through but i would have to say led zeppelin four would be on there um that or led zeppelin two is just a fun it's like hearing stairway to heaven for the first time or rock and roll or black dog or four sticks i mean it's or a whole lot of love i mean it's just like i i'd have to say a led zeppelin album or uh one of my favorite albums of all time is the black crows southern harmony with the musical accompaniment um that album remedy uh my morning song um anything off that album is like that's just one of my favorite albums. Uh, uh, was the Thorn of My Pride? Yeah. I mean, any. I mean, that album is just amazing. So maybe one of those albums, like kind of right now, that's kind of what I'm leaning. Okay. All right. I like all of those answers. I've got another one. Um, I'm going to do a couple of of artists who are contemporaries. They're modern, and I would like to have been in the right space to hear Tyler Childers' Purgatory the first time. The first time it was kind. I kind of dismissed it. And now it's one of my favorite albums of the last decade, and I love it. And I wish I was in the right headspace to hear it. Like, if I could go back and hear it now again, brand new, and have it, you know, have myself really love it like that, that would be awesome. In the same vein, Kentucky contemporary Sturgill Simpson's Sailor's Guide to Earth. Yeah. First time I heard that blew me away. I saw him on SNL, and I couldn't believe what I was watching, and I immediately ordered the record the next day, got it. And when that needle hit the vinyl, it was just on, man. That was that's a really good album. That one punched me in the face when I heard it the first time because nobody had ever done that fusion of country and horns and bluegrass, or no one I had ever heard. And I was ready for it, and I love it. Sturgill, uh, the album, it's just like I would have to say meta meta modern sounds and country music. Yeah, that yeah. album, it's just like. I like both those albums and I even like his weird, like funky album, like whatever that last album was, or I mean, three albums ago before all the bluegrass. His bluegrass albums were fantastic. Yeah. It's like meta, meta, meta modern sounds and country music is, I I was completely blown away. And another one is Nathan Ratliff and the Night Sweats, their breakthrough album. 
that album was like I was like finally it's like good music that's kind of it's like all over the place um yeah so and then another one would be for me probably Wilco's yeah I know you don't like Wilco very much but Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot I mean god that album's amazing I mean through and through like I remember going to the concert with my buddy at the Ryman and I had not heard that album because I was off of Wilco because I, I thought they went kind of weird and I liked them when they were all country but god when that out it's like when I heard that album live and not knowing anything about it, I was like, uh, okay, I'm back. I'm back on board. And then went and saw the movie that the album, like about the history of that album. Yes, that album would be one of them too. Well, and I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan and Born in the USA is a seminal album in my life. I love it, but I'm not going to say that one because I, that was when what really turned me on to Springsteen. But as I was going back and listening to his older catalog, um, the river is one of my very favorite albums and I'd love to hear that again for the first time because that as you're going through and you're listening and listening to the songwriting, listening to the storytelling, the the musical situation, the river is, you can't get much better than that. I think it's a great album. You know, another album, and it's kind of weird to say it's kind of on the lines of the, like the Michael Jackson thriller album or whatever is <laughs> Saturday night fever. Oh, hell yes. That's a great one. I mean, it, it's just like. I remember my mom got me that. It's like I, I told this story on the pod before, but my mom got us that record, that vinyl. And my even at that day, my brother and I looked at her like, are you kidding me? What is this? But I got to say, I mean, that album is like, it's it's really good. And it's really in an odd way. Like, I don't like disco all that much, but it's just like the Bee Gees are pretty damn good. And then they're very so, good and there's it encapsulates that era as well as anything yep um and so for nostalgia for our very young childhood that's a really good one to take you back to being a little kid and and hearing what your parents had on the radio in the car or if they were listening to a record or whatever so it's a that's a good one too it's a good one yeah it, it's just, it's just weird it's like because it, it's like I think it's just like it's exactly what you describe it because if you think about the question is like it's like memories like wow okay I, it's like like what drums up a memory it's just like that album does because my mom gave us the record the it's like another weird one too is it might be it's like I don't particularly like the albums and and I don't think it's one of their better ones but it is an album that sticks out in the mind it's just like hearing for the first time is might be Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart uh, by the Beatles. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the album. I do not think it's a very good album, but because I, and I don't think it's one of their better albums, but hearing it is like for the first time is like, okay, yeah, maybe. So, but yeah, that, those are a couple albums just off the bat that kind of stick out like, oh my God. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I totally agree. I want to bring this back up on another show, and I want to—I'm going to throw this out there for you to think about. Um, but the, I have a handful of songs that I remember where I was the first time I heard the song, and I'm sure you do too. And I want to talk about that on another show. Yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 I know exactly makes... where I was when I heard this song. Yeah, and uh, so I want to talk about that on another show is when we're talking about music stuff. So um, we'll, we'll take a, a little bit of time to think on that and come up with our stories, but. Um, I think the albums that we came up with are all very, very good. Yeah, and, and I mean, and trust me when I say I, we also understand like 
I mean, it, it's, I mean, it could be anything to anybody, but it's just like, it's, it's also a very interesting question because it, it also, it, it's just, you got to think of it in so many different ways. Like, I mean, I heard one when I was at a concert and it's like the album almost all the way through. And then another one is just because my mom thought my brother and I would think this is kind of funny with the Bee Gees album. And then, so it's, it's a very interesting question and thanks Spin Magazine. I appreciate it. And uh, so it it, it gave good food for thought for a long time. So yeah, you're you're right about that. Music is probably the most, um, personal art form in terms of it can be whatever it it impacts you personally i think so often and we take it with us everywhere it's the soundtrack of good times it's the soundtrack of bad times and you know like it doesn't matter like i'm like you said there's no snobbery here like if you said come on over by shania twain was the one you wanted to rehear for the first time because you know your girlfriend had just bought it and you guys were having the best date of your life okay awesome like it means something to you. It's it's just that's the beauty of music, really. Well, it, it's and I'll give you another example on that is like Tom Petty's "Free Fallen," which played nonstop. Like I guess that was probably eighty seven, eighty eight time frame. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, yeah, Full Moon it, Fever, nineteen eighty eight. Yep, I think. Yep. And it's just like I can vividly remember riding in the car to high school as a freshman or a sophomore and with uh my buddy uh, brandon weatherton in his car hearing that song like in in, like riding in his black supra and it just reminds me of going to high school in in when i went to st x for two years like driving from anchorage out eastern parkway doing all that and it's just amazing what songs drew it's like i can vividly remember that like that's stuck in my brain like and that song was playing almost all the time yep yep music so. is magic it is um unbelievable I, it's one yep. of my favorite it's one of the best gifts that we have i say that over and over again um and with that we'll jump off and i want to introduce a new segment hopefully this will be a recurring segment and uh we'll see we'll, we'll just see we'll just jump into this richard here we go right here and now it's time for Dumb Shit People Say, Do, and Believe. You're so dumb. Freaking idiot. <sighs> All right. So I think I have enough material to make this happen on a regular basis. Um, I had a situation this week where apparently, Richard, we have a problem in America. And I, I wasn't aware of it. I don't think you were. But apparently, TikTok, we needed somebody on TikTok to tell people where Mount Everest is. Richard, you know where Mount Everest is? I do. Okay. I polled the audience, and by that I mean I polled all of my kids, and they all came up with answers that were reasonably close. Like if they didn't all say Tibet, but you know, I had one that said the Himalayas. I had one that said like somewhere around China. Like all kinds of reasonable answers, right? Um, I encountered two people this week who told me that and they're all young. They're in their early 20s. Um, they just learned through TikTok that Mount Everest is not, not, I repeat, in the United States. How in the world is that possible? I, I, I'm kind of speechless. I'm not going to lie to you. I said, where did you think it was? 
And one said, well, I didn't think it was in Colorado, but I thought it was in Denver or one of those states that we don't really think about. Wait a minute. Denver's a city in Colorado. It was unbelievable. I said, "What? I want to know what else you think is in America that's actually not. What about the Great Wall of China? You know where that is? And one, one person said to me, the other one said to me, I just think our generation doesn't really care where things are, and we don't really think about that. Richard, how do we stop this? What do we do about this? Maisie and I went into a dessert place, and there were two girls behind the counter, and they had a map of the United States out. And they were trying to figure out what the states were. And I basically told them, I was like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll point a state and you tell me what it is. And it's just like every time, everyone you get right, you get a bigger tip. And because it was gay, because they were struggling. And I love this game. Like, and I, it wasn't to sound condescending, but it also proves the point. It's just like, one, how bad is our education system? And the other thing is, you should know that. And I'm not, it's just like, you should, I think you should honestly, everybody should know states and capitals in this country. Um, so, and I'm with you, girl, brother. I'm with you. Yeah. One, I gave them five states and I was like, I'll give you, it's like, I gave, I was like $2 each and it was for like ice cream or something. So they got a pretty big tip on this. And it's like one did pretty well. The other one is just like no clue. It's unbelievable. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's not, you know, I don't know, maybe what kind of makeup somebody's wearing or what kind of shoes you want is more important in the moment. But where we are in proximity to the world, you know, matters. And it's infinitely more interesting in the grand scheme of things. So I don't know. It's disappointing. I was really proud of our kids for, you know, knowing at least that it wasn't in the United States. And I, I, one of my daughters said, oh, yeah, I remember that from this particular camp, and it was some enrichment camp that I sent her to when she was in elementary school. So I was like, okay, all right. So that paid off. That worked out okay. That's good. That's good. But uh, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like I, I, I know nobody in America that's very young knows states or capitals, and probably a lot of people who are 50 don't know. I mean, you know, the number of people who don't know where Canada is on a map is unbelievable, but – well, there, there's a guy on Instagram that Maisie and I look at occasionally. It's just like, hey, can you name who fought in the Civil Like, who fought in the Civil War? Tell me who fought in the Civil War. Oh, that's a good one. That's, you know. Uh, or another, another one is, can you name the like the president and the vice president of the United States? Right. And right. He, he'll be in Times Square and go up to people. Most of them are like teenagers or even college-age students, and I would say 92% of them, maybe, 90% of them don't have a clue of, like, those general questions. Well, it's it, it was uh, stunning to me, and hopefully these people do not uh, plan for a career as a travel agent. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you very much. I did not have a high opinion of TikTok so much. Uh, I don't have TikTok. Do you have TikTok, Richard? No, I do not. No, I don't either. So I don't know what's going on there, but you keep educating the youth of America uh, in terms of geography. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And we will be back next week with more dumb shit that people say, think, and believe, or whatever the hell I called the beginning of that uh, segment. And with that, let's jump to the next thing. Let's go on to 
Let's talk about TVs, movies, books, music, anything that you're into right now. We haven't talked about that lately. The Oscar nominations came out this week. I have seen nine of the 10 Oscar-nominated films. We're going to have a big Oscar show coming up, as we always do. We're going to get that scheduled and get it recorded. Um, I'm going to see the 10th film this weekend. I'm going to go see Zone of Interest. So I will I will spare everybody any Oscar stuff until we get there. Um, I'll give I'll say one movie that was snubbed for Oscars that I thought was really good was Saltburn. It's weird, and I loved it. And I'll get more into that in the Oscar show. Uh, I don't think you've seen that one yet, have you, Richard? I have not. It, okay. it's, I, I I have it saved in Prime, uh, but I, I have. It's like you say you've watched nine out of ten. I just like again. It's just like I'm like, oh my god. It's like I looked at the list. I was like, what are these movies? Like I thought I was doing well this year, and it's just like apparently I'm not again. <laughs> So it's just like, okay, well, I guess this is how we're going to have to do it. So <laughs> I mean, it. it's like, we're going to have to watch shows like between now and like over the next four weeks to catch right, up. And it's right. just like, I, because I'm way behind, but yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. I'll try to catch up as much as I can. So um, a couple of TV things that I've watched lately, we got started on the new season of true detective on HBO and it's awesome. I love it. Jody Foster set in alaska it's so good i'm very excited about it uh, it's funny you mentioned that because i just got Maisie. Maisie and i just finished season one um of true detectives and there is the internet is a buzz saying yep, i know it. season one is a, is a direct sequel to season four and i have a theory about that and i don't know if we should bring it up in the, this show but uh, I do have it. It's like I saw that and it made me think rewatching season one again. When was the last time you watched season one? Jim? It's been a while. I need to rewatch it. But I know. So, that... so there, there's an interesting piece on that, that it's just like and I'll just say it's like I don't I, I, we might need to edit this out. But it's just like I think in season one, Matthew McConaughey was truly the. Uh, the yellow king okay all right do you remember who the yellow king is yes yes well yes. and and, and I'll, I'll say this i have not started season four yet well wait we till you start in, season four wait till you start season four and then I, yeah and then we need to talk we'll about get back to because it. we've started we're skipping season two because that was a disaster and we're starting season three because there's also a connection to season three and season one and then, uh, but yes, I think we need to talk about this. Okay. We will get and to that. And I might that. be wrong on that, but it's like, I have a theory already. Well, and watching season one has prompted me to realize for season four. Okay. Um, another thing that I've watched recently is American Nightmare. It's a true crime three episode series on Netflix. Have you seen that one yet? It's saved. Is it good? It's Okay. It's it's a little bit manipulative in the way that it's produced in that you think it's going to end up being a whole lot different than it is, and it ends up being a lot tidier. I feel like it it's three 45- or 50-minute episodes. You probably could have cut that down into an hour and a half or something like that. So, um, But it's okay. It's all right. Uh, there's some, some interesting stuff in there, and um, I don't think you really get all the resolution that you want from it, and the resolution that you get is kind of tidy and, uh, you know, doesn't a little bit of the misdirection they throw you at the beginning is just simply that misdirection. So I would say yeah. 
it's amazing. You'll like it. You guys will like it. It's a good, it's easy. Like you can turn that on and you can sit on your phone and do emails or you can play a game or look at Instagram, whatever. It's really good. Mindless. Just like chill the hell out TV watching. Okay. All right. So that's that one. What about you? Have you seen anything like, uh, like I said, we're watching, we just finished true detective season one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything we have watched. Um, I got it. I, I I don't know why I'm drawing a blank because we were so immersed in getting through season uh, one of True Detectives and trying to get to season three. So, um, not really. I, I I can't think of any movies right offhand. I should know this, but it's like I'm drawing a blank. But I watched Reacher on Amazon, which eh, I think it's okay. Um, and I, I watch that as background noise when I'm doing my bike trainer, but um. Uh, which I like it. I like the guy. I think he's pretty funny. And it's just like, but sometimes the acting is a little bad in it overall. It's like Amazon can make some really good stuff and really bad stuff. So I'd say it's sandwich right there. Um, I do want to watch the, that, that American, uh, was it American horror or American nightmare, American, American nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah. Um, so I do want to watch that. It's, um, I have a bunch of things in like on a holding pattern, uh, to watch while Maisie's out of town uh, that I want to watch. And then um, I'm also trying to catch up on House of Dragon because I know the new season's coming out. Um, so, yeah, not much. I mean, it's just like, and I did start a new book, so we can talk about that here in a second. Okay. Well, I, I finished, uh, the other thing that I finished recently is the last season of The Crown. It's very good. Yeah. Not the best season, but very good. And uh, yeah. It, it's it's less interesting than some of the early, earlier seasons to me, but we finished it. It's very good. Yeah, I, we watched The Crown. We finished off The Crown like the last, like we watched the last season together. It's like I was watching it while, again, riding my bike and, and getting caught up so we could watch that together. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't, it got, I, I think it got progressively worse. Uh, and from the beginning, it's just like I liked Elizabeth better at the beginning, second act. And then third act, and it's just like I think that kind of went downhill. But it was like it was a good series. It's a good series. It's really oh, wow. well made television. Yeah. It's very it, well made, well acted, well directed. Yeah. Every, it's very very good. Yeah, um, it, 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 it yeah I will say it's it, it 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 has a place in good TV history. I'd say. Yep. All right. Tell us the book you're reading. So I started the wager. Um, okay. All right. I've read yep. this one. Yeah, I haven't. I, I'm very, very. I think I think I'm still in the first chapter. I'm a little slow at reading, so um, I'll uh, I'll let you know um, uh, how it goes, and it's, uh, you and I can talk about it when I'm finished. Um, it, it it sounds like I. It kind of feels like I'm reading in the heart of the sea about the Moby Dick thing. So it's, it's very like, similar in in some yeah. ways. It's very similar to that, yep. but it ultimately ends up being an interesting parallel between the the times they lived in and the times we live in now once the things wrap up and the story is told in England. So I can't wait till you get to the end of that and we can talk about it because it's going to be very good. Yep. So I, I'm reading that right now. I just, I, I mean, I literally, I think I, I bought it last weekend. So a little slow into it. I, I meant to read last night and just fell asleep because I was exhausted, but so I've, I've started that. I'm also listening to a new book, which is 41 hours long. And it's the company. Uh, it's about the, it's, it's a, 
fictional take on the CIA with it's it's kind of a weird hybrid fiction nonfiction kind of thing where it's like they tie in true stories but with fake people. So it, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's, uh, it's I'm starting to realize like listen I'm not a very big fan of listening to fiction. I just I don't I like nonfiction. Right. Like Me too. Books. Me too. And I, I don't I don't like it when <laughs> in Audible somebody's doing accents. Like yes. doing a female Russian accent. It's it's a, like, it's, it's, it's so it's annoying. It's so annoying. So yeah. anyway, but yeah. So I uh, started that and I'm trying to push through that or wait until I get my next credit in Audible and find something else. But uh, it, it's it's a very well-known book and it's it's Robert Lutman, I think. Uh, I need to double check, but it, it's, Ro it's- Oh yeah, Robert Ludlum. Yeah, Robert Ludlum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he- uh, he did. They made this into a TV show with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Chris O'Donnell. So, okay. uh, so anyway, yeah. All right. One more thing we got to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, quickly, big news today in the world of music. You know we love Bourbon and Beyond. It's the, our big music festival in Louisville. The lineup dropped today. Holy shit! It's good. A hundred yeah. bands. They're adding stages. We got Zach Bryan, Dave Matthews Band, Tyler Childers, Neil Young, Beck, Matchbox 20, The National, My Morning Jacket. We're getting uh, Black Pumas. I love those guys. I'm jacked for that. Um, the Head and the Heart, friend of the show, and Elizabeth's cousin, Bennett Brown, and his band Shanesmith and the Saints are going to be there big time. I never thought I would get to see Bruce Hornsby. I'm going to get to see him. Melissa Etheridge, I didn't wasn't sure I'd get to see her. That's going to be fun. Um dinosaur jr are you kidding me this is going to be a great lineup right yeah yeah it sounded it it, we, we, it was funny as we were texting and then i was just like hey have they released bourbon beyond and sure enough like literally an hour later they released it and it's it's a great lineup i gotta say it's just like bourbon beyond is is it used to be forecastle was this good now bourbon beyond is taking it and uh, they are eclipsing Forecastle and 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 stuff like that. It's just a great show, and I, I with this lineup, this good. It's just like I'll tell you, it's just like even Louder Than Life might be really good. Like we might get a surprise out of Louder Than Life that we weren't expecting either. Yeah, Danny Wimmer is putting together some stuff, and this is an impressive lineup. They're adding stages. This definitely it's turned a little bit in the way that it skews, right? Like it, it was kind of rock alternative and now we're going a little bit more Americana and some older people. But I mean, I, I've never seen Tyler Childers. He's one of my favorites. I talked about him earlier in the show. Zach Bryan's one of my favorite guys right now. Love him as a songwriter. I've seen Neil Young before. That guy's amazing. You guys know, I've seen Dave Matthews band 10 times or something. They're one of my favorites. And then old people like Patty Smythe is going to be there. Yeah. We're going to get some scandal. Goodbye to you. Come on. Yeah, it, it's it's a great. I mean, the guy they are putting together a great musical festival year in and year out. Yep. I mean, if, if anybody has done it, it's like like I said, Forecastle used to do that, and they, I don't know. It's like I haven't even heard if we're gonna have a Forecastle this year. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. You know, they didn't do it last year. Yeah. And because it may they were be revamping. Dead. Yeah, I haven't heard either. And um, yeah, and that well, that used to be one of the best music three-day music festivals in the country and yeah, it, it sure did. because it was tied in with like bonnaroo and then uh, speaking of music festivals in bonnaroo it's like we looked at the list and it's like who 
I mean, it's just like, I think I, I, I knew know, enough I people I could get one day out of it. I could put yeah. together one day, yeah. but otherwise day it was not going to be out good. of three or four. So it, it's, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, that, that is, that is a great list. Um, I, I think I actually might pull the trigger and go this year. I'm sure I've already missed the cheap seats, but it's like, I will. No, it's all the, yeah, sure. yeah. The general admission is what it is, man. It, it, the price is what it is. So you can grab them for a, uh, a four day or a single day. Make sure you buy a lawn chair pass, though. You have to have a lawn chair pass to bring your okay. bring a chair That's in. So enough. if you do it, That's do good. that. One thing that I love, and this is my my sister lives in Franklin, Tennessee, and they have pilgrimage music music festival yeah. down there, which yeah. is a good one. And it was very similar to Bourbon and Beyond when they started, and pilgrimage was probably better. But Bourbon and has Beyond has grown and just shits on that festival now. It's so good. And yeah. that makes me kind of happy because Nashville kicks our asses at so many things. But uh, we, we win the festival battle on this one. So I'm going to yeah. take that. All right, guys. We've had a great time. Um, we are not constrained by time anymore. So we just kind of start talking and we rambling. Finish, we finish. We're rambling yes. now. We're old men rambling now. Yeah, that's the good it. Life, rambling, rambling. Yes, yep. we, we just need to be sitting at a McDonald's drinking coffee or something. I don't even know. Um, yeah. With that, we're going to hop out of here. Let's see. What else do we need to tell you? Thank you all for listening. Again, keep getting at us. We appreciate all of that. We want to hear from you. We want to interact with you all. Keep following us on the socials. Oh, we have Facebook. I didn't bring that up at the beginning, but uh, you can follow us on Facebook too if you're old and you still do Facebook like we do. Um, and uh, it, it, The Good Midlife is on there, so uh, check us out. I'll, I'll post links to episodes and things like that. So, uh, Richard, anything else you have that you want to get in there before you hop out of here? Nope. All good here. Have a good evening, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Welcome to the 50s, Richard. It is awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun uh doing the show the rest of the year. So we'll hop out of here. Have a great week, everybody. We're going to keep living our best midlives. You keep living yours.